Your move, creep. Mission luck, Bruiser. You both Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. It's the only thing I know how to do. It's a good-looking boy. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate. That's right, Lord! Welcome to Earth. You crossed the line. You know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. We are, wait, hold on, we're not back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, welcome to another episode of Retrograde Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about older movies, we talk about how they were made, how they were received, and whether or not they hold up. I am Austin. And I'm George. So, Austin, I've been hinting mm-hmm. at for a few weeks now in some of the previous episodes that I had a special movie lined up this week. Um, so uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Hint, you've been saying I have a movie, and I'm not gonna tell you. Ex- and I'm <laughs> exactly. Well, I think it'd be really interesting to talk about this uh, movie and the franchise okay. that it comes with. It. And the I'm... franchise, that's a hint. Yes, <laughs> but I know a lot of people uh, our age have uh-huh. uh, fond to bad to great memories of this movie, and I thought it was mm-hmm. worth visiting. Or revisiting. And also, you know, our Mulholland Drive episode was, um, it was kind of a heavy episode. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's a very surrealist movie with a lot of meaning, a lot of things happening. It's not a lighthearted and fun film. Uh, I wouldn't describe it that way. And But it's so good, no, though. It's so good. It's very good. That is a, it's a very, it's a fantastic film and I'm very happy I, with that episode. It's it's a really great movie. I love it. And and look, man, I think we should have liked, I think we were, we should lighten this week's episode up, you know? I think um, yeah. we should okay. lighten it up to do something a little bit different because that's the thing about this podcast. We're like, we're like the wild card. You don't know what movie you're going to get. <laughs> you know, one week you're going to get Mulholland Drive. The other you're going to get Robocop and this week we're going to be talking about Scary Movie. Scary Movie. Yep. The parody film featuring the Wayne Brothers from 2000. The beginning of the end of the parody film. The beginning of the end. You're right. And this movie <laughs> came out 21 years ago. God damn. 20... Can I tell you something? Go for it. I've never seen this movie. Yes. I. You know what? I definitely could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but I well, you don't seem like the guy that's into these parody movies. If I'm being frank, well, here's the thing: I do like the parody movies um, from the you know, like Young Frankenstein, and there's this one I, f- I keep forgetting the name of it, but it's with Val Kilmer, and it's like a parody of like World War II men on a mission type movies with Val Kilmer. Yeah, with Val Kilmer, it's. I know there's one with like Charlie Sheen or Hot something shots, called I think. Hot Shots. I, okay, so the one that I like is called Top Secret, I think. Oh, okay. It has this really silly scene where like these the Nazis they like throw a grenade in the building and then the guy like dives on the grenade and then everybody else in the room explodes. <laughs> 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 that okay, that that scene, that movie seems like up my alley. I like that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. I I remember like cry laughing when they they toss one Nazi over the over the battlements of this castle. He just like falls and like breaks like he's a ceramic statue. <laughs> oh. Well then you you should like this movie then if you have a history. I should, of- right? Right, but eh, I mean, I don't know, man. It's 
this movie's this movie and this franchise is really interesting because it's very polarizing. I don't think mm. crit, uh, I don't think critics have ever really liked these films, but they did well with audiences for a while. I mean, if we're looking at the Rotten Tomato score, you know, the first one has a fifty two percent with critics and a forty three with audience. But I remember ki- like kids loving this movie. Like I remember this mm-hmm. was a huge film to talk about or this franchise. When I moved to Paramount for the first time, I moved in third in the third grade and people were like quoting like scary movie one two they were always do all every kid every young boy did the what's <laughs> like they all did that but that's that's not from this movie though isn't it from the uh, bud bud light ad campaign no but the movie references this or does i don't know i remember people used to do that a lot i think it's in this movie i haven't i haven't seen this movie in a long time I the one I've seen the most out of this out of this franchise is three and four. Three. I think I've seen the one with Charlie Sheen in it. That's number four. Or no, no, that's number three. No, that's number three. That's because that's okay. the uh, the ring one. The third one is the ring one. The fourth one is they got they got rid of Charlie Sheen. They got and it's a parody on War of the Worlds. Okay, but yeah. So I don't know, man. I'm really curious to see how this films hold up. I don't think it is. If I'm I remember gonna... seeing like a, a clip of it. Or like I think my friends are watching it, and I'm I'm like watching it, and they're doing the the parody of like the NBA commercial where it's it's like they're in complete darkness oh, except yeah. for the court, and they're like dribbling. That's scary movie too. Hear, okay, I'm like man, if you don't know the, that commercial, this just doesn't make sense to you. <laughs> well, when I watched it, I hadn't seen that commercial, but I thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny, like when uh, oh fuck, what's his name? The guy in the wheelchair. Um. David Cross, David Cross. Uh, oh, from uh, Arrested Development. Yes, David Cross is in that in Scary Movie Two, and he's in a wheelchair. And when that part of the film comes up, <laughs> he starts like doing that dance move where like he's spinning on his head, but he still has the wheelchair on him. So he's spinning around with the wheelchair. And as a kid, I was dying laughing. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I don't know. It's good memories. Do those memories huh. are those memories through rose tinted glasses? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, this movie came out in 2021 years ago, July 7th. And the budget was less than 20 million. It was 19 million. And it made 278 million. Damn. This movie wild fucking killed. And obviously, I mean, they're like, all right, well, let's do another one then. And then the next year, they released the second one. One year later. One year? One year later. They were cranking these things out like fucking pancakes at IHOP, dude. (laughs) So, I don't know. I remember just kids referencing this movie so much. And Mm -hmm. just people loving it. And I remember watching it and enjoying it. But if I'm being honest, I think out of every movie we've seen, I think this is the one that's not going to age the best. Yeah, I I can... I can see that. <laughs> I think some of the because jo- look, these parody movies make fun of things that are contemporary at the time, right? Yeah. So like from Scary Movie Two, when they're referencing that that NBA commercial, like people kids today might not know what that is. I didn't know what it was, so maybe it's just not as funny, or maybe they they'll think mm-hmm. it's funny. Plus, I also think that the Wayne brothers are like provocateurs in a way, you know, like they mm-hmm. like to say some shit that maybe isn't totally cool to say. Which I mean, look, that's that. <laughs> look, man, that's with comedy. 
sometimes it's just gonna go in that realm where you're just gonna say yeah. something and it might not it might not be totally cool but it'll be funny i don't know like with comedians it's kind of difficult because you can't expect everything to say, everything for them to say to be totally kosher but what draw what, yeah. what crosses the line and yeah the wayne's like the- 80 85 of rodney dangerfield's jokes are like i hate my wife and then <laughs> everyone's laughing yeah so it's it's hard to say you know i don't the Waynes don't seem like bad people like they don't seem mm-hmm. like bad guys it doesn't seem like they're hateful mm-hmm. but you know sometimes some people could get carried away and you know maybe they'll say some shit and maybe <laughs> maybe you know I'm, i don't know we'll, we'll see how it goes but uh-huh. uh i'm kind of excited to rewatch this but i'm also like i just want to retain all those positive memories that i have from this franchise <laughs> <laughs> okay did you want to talk about the top 10 films of this year Yes, do you have a list? I do not. You do not. God. Well, you're usually the one that brings the list. I know, but I usually know what movie we're doing. Okay, fair enough. Okay, that is true. Top grossing movies of 2000. Wow, what a list. Okay, number one, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Number one? Number one of the year 2000, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Ron Howard. Again, yes. Is it Ron Howard? Yeah, it's Ron Howard with Jim Carrey. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Jesus Christ. Uh, number... No wonder Universal Pictures has like a super hard offer that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, number... it's, it's still at the at the Hollywood tour at Universal Studios, I think. Like, yeah. Well, Hollywood tours can, it can use a few upgrades, yes, right? <laughs> um, number two, Mission Impossible 2. Oh, okay. Which is, in my opinion, the worst one. Directed by John uh, Wood. Yeah. Who's a fantastic director, but... Uh, I do not like the second one. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, number three, Gladiator. Ooh, okay. Number four, The Perfect Storm. Okay. Number five, Meet the Parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that movie. Number six, X-Men. The first X-Men movie. Number seven, Scary Movie. Number seven. All right. And then number eight, What Lies Beneath. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I don't one. think I've ever seen that one either. And then number nine is Dinosaur. I remember uh, that one. Yeah. yeah I, I saw that one recently. I I, uh, I I saw it in theaters when it came out. Yeah, same. I actually saw it when I was taking care of your cats, I think the first time. <laughs> no way. I watched it in your apartment. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen that movie in years. So I rewatched it. I was like, oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Dude, I think I watched it when the first time you took care of my cats because i think it was my cousin's like one of his favorite movies so we like watched that one again because i had like just got disney plus or whatever so it was probably in my queue and then you saw it there right yes i okay okay that, okay <laughs> so we saw we rewatched dinosaur the same weekend yeah because because uh. you were like you should watch The Mandalorian because I wasn't a crazy fan. I was, and I was like, and you post- watched Dinosaur. And I was postponing. I was like, oh, The Mandalorian, whatever. This was during my phase where I was like out of love with Star Wars. And then uh, what a small phase. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? I'm going to rewatch Dinosaurs and I, or Dinosaur. And I, I think that movie is still pretty good. It Visually, yeah, it was bad. it was something else, man. That's a wild movie. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, number 10 is Aaron Brockovich. Which I've never seen, but I've heard great things about with Julia Roberts. Also, same. Yep. Also coming out this year at number 11 was Nutty Professor 2. Mm. <laughs> okay. uh, Charlie's Angels, Big Mama's House, The Patriot, which I think 
is Roland Emmerich's best movie. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. Me, myself, and Irene. Scream 3. Shit, this was the third the third Scream? The third Scream was out when Scary Movie was out. And also the, the Hollow Man. Oh, with Kevin Bacon. I remember that trailer. Yeah. Freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was something that... Uh, that's something that we kind of have to mention is that this movie is heavily inspired by Scream, which I've never seen. What? I, Are you serious? I've never seen Scream. I know about the very beginning with Drew Barrymore. That's been spoiled. I feel like... I know the ending just because it's like crazy twists of all time. And I think I saw Scream. Because they it. copy it in Scary Movie, don't they? Yeah. Well, I remember. I can't remember the exact context, but I do know that Marlon is like, but wait, there's more. And, <laughs> but that's from Scary. That's from Scream. Okay. So I think I. So that's how I know about that ending in Scream. I do. I do. I, I really want to watch Scream. But I think Scary Movie is like. I think it'd be fun to revisit it, you know, and it's October. It's spookies. So we're going <laughs> to we're going to do a different type of spooky film. We did a surrealist spooky film. Now it's a parody spooky film. And next episode is going to be a spooky, spooky film. Mm-hmm. Um, the Descent. Yes. Which you haven't seen, but I know you're going to love. OK, that movie's going to be great. What I'm what I'm looking forward more forward to more in this film is just seeing how it holds up some of the jokes and stuff. Because, look, man, I. You know, I'm I could be very eight brained with my entertainment like fart jokes are funny to me still. I'm not going to be one of those mm-hmm. people like, oh, fart jokes are so juvenile. If it done well, it could be funny. You know, I don't really mm-hmm. give a fuck. I'll if I laugh, I laugh. I can't help it. Laughing is just an involuntary reaction to something that you're that you're seeing. That being said, though, sometimes fart jokes just don't just aren't funny, you know, so we'll yeah. we'll see yeah. which one. On what part of the scale this movie lands in? Um, let's see. I, I'm kind of curious to see what scary movie is for Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe the director of this movie was also the director of the old parody movies, maybe? What do you mean? Like Airplane and stuff. Oh, was Airplane. he? Airplane. I think so. Or I think he was... No, the director was, was the Wayans. Um, Keenan Wayans. Yeah. I think the... The old parody guys got in after the wins were no longer in the films, right? Because mm. didn't they leave the, this franchise? Oh, I, I, they they the do. Wins. Yeah, yeah. They left after the second one. Mm. I think after the second one, the David Zucker becomes involved. Yeah, who did like Airplane and The Naked Gun? Oh, okay. Uh, See, uh, yeah. Keenan Wayans, the director of this film, he directed uh, Scary Movie One, Two, White Chicks. Which I love. Ooh, I I do love white chicks. You like white chicks? <laughs> I do. Oh my god! I, I thought you were gonna hate on that movie. No, I I like that one. Oh, I love white chicks. It's... I haven't seen it recently, but okay. I do. Man, Terry Crews uh, singing the that's crazy. So I look, man. So again, look. If I'm coming in and I'm saying that this movie's ass, a scary movie, coming back after rewatching it, then look, you know that I like these movies. So if I'm saying it's ass, then damn, this this movie has not aged well. But that's why we're giving it a chance. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to to that. I want to see like why the Wayans leave this movie. You know, because I I think they also came out with the another parody film around the same time that another uh like Paranormal Activity parody movie was coming out. Haunted House. Do you remember? 
Haunted House. Yeah. And there's another one too, right? Well, no, 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 no. It was Paranormal Activity was the film and it Haunted House was the film that they made that was parodying. Um, but there were two of the Paranormal Activity parodies out at the same time. What? Yeah. Why? It's like they were competing against each other. I, I mean, like, for I, I feel like they did not leave the franchise um, under good terms. You know what I mean? Because mm. none of them showed up again for the scary movies. You think that there was uh, there was some uh, some shit talking behind the scenes? I th- I think something happened. I'm I'm kind of curious to go in on that if if that information is made public. Okay, that's really interesting. I'm sure that people have asked them publicly why didn't they go back to to scary movie three and four. Um, five. They made three films without them. Yeah, three films without them. And I mean, Anna Ferris was on for three and four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, oh, that's a really good. That's a really good point. Yeah. I'm. I'm really curious to see. I'm really curious to rewatch this film and see what 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 we think about what you think of it since this is your first time watching it. All right. We'll we'll uh we'll see you in one minute. Hello. Wanna have a little fun? Who's this? Do you like scary movies? You thought the terror was over. If you believe the nightmare was finished. Ow! Ow! You were right. From the people who had nothing to do with Scream. Has it crossed your mind that your boyfriend was murdered and you're next? No way! They didn't make the rules. Oh my God, he's dead! They're just too stupid to follow them. We have to call the police. No way! I ain't going to jail. It's okay, I'm fine. Oh, we'll get rid of the body. Uh, oh. Scary movie. <laughs> this is awesome. And we are back from watching Scary Movie from the year 2000, just 21 years ago. We didn't talk about where people could watch this film. We didn't. I know it's f- it. If you have like, was it Mubi or Tubi? Mm-hmm. I think it was streaming on there. It's also. And I think it's also streaming on huh? AMC Plus. Ah, okay. There are, and you can rent it through Amazon Prime. You you same rental places as always. But I think if you have an yeah. AMC Plus and if you have a movie account, you can watch the movie for free. I think with movie you can watch with ads. I believe. Oh, so. Maybe I should we should probably get a movie account, or I'll I'll get one. Yeah, I feel like at this <laughs> point free. we just keep we just keep going, you know, renting these movies. So yeah. So this was your first time watching the film, Austin. It was my first time watching this movie. What did you think? Well, I think this is the movie that has held up the least from all of the things that we've covered so far. <laughs> uh, but I did laugh a few times. I I kept track of all the times that I laughed. It was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, there's just like some like classic like this works only because it's a spoof movie. It just has that kind of like there are no rules kind of vibe. Yes. Uh, in the very beginning when Carmen Electra is making the popcorn and like as time as the conversation with like the fake ghost face goes on, the popcorn gets bigger and bigger and it just get, becomes like so comically big. I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. Okay. But then everything else with her with that scene is like, this is this is kind of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, so I'm going to preface this by saying, look, I think, um, look, this movie in a weird way was like designed for me or like my 
the t- people like me, right? Like we like stupid shit and a lot of things don't really bother me or offend me. Do you know what I mean? Like I grew up listening to a bunch of stand up. I, I think I mentioned before, I've mentioned it to you personally, but like in elementary school, middle school, like we would say some fucked up jokes to each other. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just kind of like my school experience too. Yeah. Like we just said terrible things to each other. And that was the environment that I grew up in. So I don't get easily offended. Uh, but granted, as things, as you grow up, as you grow older, you know, you just kind of learn, you know, maybe some things you shouldn't have let slide. Mm-hmm. This movie's kind of one of those things. <laughs> Yeah. This movie, <laughs> I agree with you 100% that this is probably the movie that's held up the least out of everything we've seen. I think this has not aged well. And if I'm being kind of honest, I kind of didn't enjoy it this time, which is a shame because I remember liking this as a kid. But watching this as a mm-hmm. grown up, I just didn't see the appeal. And it was so shocking to me rewatching this because like, fuck, this does not age well. Like, is it me? Like... If I become boring, nah, man. like, cause I, no, it can't be. And I rented and watched you've, scary you've movies. you matured and grew up. Maybe, but maybe that, that, maybe that means I'm just boring so much. So that doesn't mean you're boring. I felt that way. Cause I was like, man, I used to love this movie. And I'm like, you know what? I'll do, I'll watch another one. Cause I want to know whether it's <laughs> this one or if it, whether it's me or the movie. And I rented scary movie too, which is my favorite of the scary movies. And bro, I had way more fun with that one. I did. I mm. I enjoyed watching that one. And I'm like, you know what? No, it's not me. It's this movie. What the fuck, man? I have I have some opinions, but before we get started, do we want to give our listeners a quick summary of the film? The movie is a parody of the slasher movies where like there's some guy, some scary guy in a mask that's like going around stabbing teenagers that are just having trying to bang each other and stuff but and so like you have the drew barrymore character that gets killed in the beginning but it's played by carmen electra who gets a call from ghostface from scream um it's it's this like weird like sense of humor that you don't really see very much it's just so outrageous uh it's not bound to reality in any way she gets killed by the ghost face and then we meet the teenagers that we're supposed to like, I guess, be involved in their story. Uh, you have like the fake uh, Sydney, Cindy, played by Anna Ferris and her boyfriend, Bobby. There's Brenda, who's played by Regina Hall, who I think might be my favorite thing about this movie, maybe. And her boyfriend, Ray. And the thing with Ray is Ray is in the closet. He's gay, but he's pretending to be straight. And that's that's pretty much the extent of his character. It's every single scene he's in is is showing us that he's gay, but he pretends to be straight. I guess we're supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> it gets really weird and uncomfortable to watch as the movie goes on. There's Greg, who's like a bully, who also likes to beat up Cindy because she wants to, <laughs> uh, to tell the truth about what happened with these teens all these years ago. Well, they so there's like a mini flashback. Cause this, you, yeah, it's also this, a parody of I know what you did. Uh, last, I know what you did last summer. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and there's like a quick flashback where you see them driving uh, while they're drinking and hooking up and stuff, and they run over this man, uh, and they like hide his body, right? And only the gr- only the teenagers know this, and yeah. they think that the killer Ghostface is that guy who's get who's seeking revenge on them. So this is a parody of Scream and 
I know what you did last summer. And then there's Buffy, who is played by Shannon Elizabeth, who is not like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She's just like the, the popular girl who's like super promiscuous and very vain and stuff. Kind uh, of an asshole. Yeah, not not a very good person. No. None of them are very good people, except for maybe Cindy. Yeah. And then there's they even have like the reporter, uh, reporter character played by Sherry O'Terry, who might be my favorite thing about this movie. Sherry O'Terry and Regina Hall. I think I enjoyed watching them. Um, but then Buffy has a brother. Oh my! Well, Buffy. Okay. Well, before we get to the brother, we have to get to Shorty. Oh, Shorty. Shorty played by Marlon. Shorty. Williams. Yes. Shorty is Marlon Wayans. Ray is Sean Wayans. And the movie was directed by. Keenan Ivory Wayans. This has the way I think the Wayans actually wrote this too. Yes, yes, they did. This is very much a family project. And Shorty's character is just like he smokes weed all the time and says a bunch of outrageous shit. And uh, I don't like his character very much. <laughs> something about it's like. Is there? Is you, are you saying something about it? Like you don't know or you know, but you don't want to say. I feel like he's playing a stereotype. You know, uh, which I I think he it like there's a way to play that that kind of character and have it be like self aware. Mm-hmm. I think he reminds me of like the little brother on the Boondocks. Oh, Riley. Riley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of Riley, and that he's Riley is a stereotype, but he's like internalized racism. Yeah, you know, internalized like this outrageous character that's put out by popular media sources as like what it means to be a black man you know Mm -hmm. and he's kind of internalized that and i think that character is supposed to be like a a satire of that character oh yeah absolutely you know what i mean yeah it doesn't seem that way with shorty it just seems like you know you're not laughing because of how self-aware it is you're laughing at it because it you know what it it kind of it kind of borders on like what's that like minstrel show kind of i don't know if i would go that far but there is something like I think there is something to that. We could we could talk about that a little bit later, but we'll we'll, we'll circle back to Shorty because he is he's one of he's he I have some beef with him and not and yeah. not even about what we're talking about. There's something else, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, and then there's also Buffy's brother, who's Special Officer Doofy, who isn't just like an idiot. Now, they they make him to be like a stereotypical like person with an intellectually disability. Yes. You know, Uh, and he he comes with like a small multicolored backpack and like a uh, name card that has his name written on it. But it's in his handwriting. And I think one of the letters is backwards or something. Mm -hmm. He walks different. He walks with a limp. And he is one of his fingers always smells like poop. Yeah. And it's, he's not just in one scene. You know, he's in there throughout the movie. Yeah. And every time he's there, I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think those are the main characters. Yes. Right. Uh, and then so these kids, they think someone the killers out to kill them because of the secret that they're they're hiding. And as they get like picked off, it kind of ends like Scream where Cindy finds out that it was her boyfriend and he had accomplice one of their other friends i think it was, it was bobby her boyfriend and ray mm-hmm. and the thing that made him into a killer was the fact that she wouldn't have sex with him yeah and he was so upset about it that he turned gay and decided to become a copycat killer mm-hmm. so then cindy's is like the lone survivor and, sh- and she's like wait a minute if he was a copycat killer who was a real killer 
the guy that we ran over is, is dead. And then it's revealed that Doofy was the killer and he was like faking everything. And he it, it's like a parody of the usual suspects ending. Which I fucking love that movie. And this pissed me off a lot. <laughs> yeah, so it's so it's, it, this movie parodies movies that aren't horror movies. Like there's even a, there's a scene when Cindy is fighting the Ghostface mm, killer. I knew you were going to mention Ghostface that one. Killer. And it's the Matrix. She does the Matrix like uh, jump and then the camera spins like 180 degrees and she like crane kicks him or something. Yeah, this movie parodies uh, or it references so many different things. It parodies Scream yeah. and I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it references a ton of stuff. The Sixth Sense, Matrix, um, fucking The Usual Suspects. Those are just the ones that we're talking about right now. I bet there's a ton more references that we didn't even catch on. Somebody listed 13 different references. <gasps> oh, I remembered mm. another one. Dawson's Creek. Yes. That, <laughs> that made me laugh, too. Okay, I, I laughed at that a lot, too. I left I left at some things and I really was like shaking my head at others. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't really talk too much about what happens in the story. I mean, as you would imagine, each of these teens eventually gets killed. I'm forgetting these characters name, but Buffy gets killed. Gail, the reporter, is an accomplice with Doofy. Bo Greg, right? Greg gets killed. Greg. Bobby and Ray gets killed get killed once like once it's revealed that like oh they reveal their plan to sydney right like ah oh, we're copycat killers but then the real killer comes and kills them uh they kill regina hall in the theater um mm -hmm. so everyone basically dies except cindy she's the final girl and then once she re once it's revealed that doofy was the the real killer she gets hit by a car and presumably dies um yeah which is weird because i think Four of them come back for the second one, yeah. right? And it's like kind of inexplicably alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they don't. Need, I, <laughs> They're playing the same characters too, right? I, yeah, no, same characters. And they, they, because I, I watched Scary Movie too. They reference this movie. Does the second one is about their tr this professor trying to? He wants kids who have experienced death and murder and stuff. And David Cross's character is like, well, these are the survivors from the murders from the previous film. Even though they died in the previous film, but you know, it, yeah, there was there weren't plans to make a sequel. They, I, I don't think they really expected this film to be as successful as it was. So they were like, they really were not. Did no sequel, and then it turns out this was a huge success, which we didn't really get into as much. But reading about it, this was a way bigger success than I originally thought. Yeah, for until I think the Fantastic Four movie, this was the highest grossing movie from a black director. Yes, and. It's weird because reading about some kind of the filmmakers and writers like thinking about this film, talking about it, it made me like the film a little bit more or it made me respect them a little bit more. But as a whole, I'm not crazy about it. But I mean, hey, look, it was the highest grossing R-rated film for opening weekend for a black director as well. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Great. Fantastic. And I love the Wayans family. I do. I love mm -hmm. the Wayans as a whole, man. But fuck this movie. Ooh, man, it's rough. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I mean, like, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get, it. let's go. There's, it's very uh, homophobic, you know? It's not only is the character, like, in the closet, but there's, like, a lot of other jokes around the movie that's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there's that, that, that thing with Prince in the beginning. Which I didn't get. I think it's because Carmen Electra dated Prince. Oh, okay. But they the the killer says, I have your boyfriend tied up. Does he does he act like a girl or something? Does he? Oh, is he? OK. 
It just says something that's like, whoa, that's like, this is early 2000s. Yes. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, you're saying it's homophobic. It's kind of all over the place. Uh, it's very much oh, a yeah. product of the time, which I mean, look, back in the 2000s, people were homophobic. People were way more racist. People were way more misogynistic. Like, the fact that this movie comes from that era doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. Because, yeah, it reflects the time period. You know, the, the Wayne's family, they could be really raunchy. Like... They kind of, they're very, they're a very good comedic family, but they could go really raunchy and they could go a bit more family friendly. You know what I'm saying? They, I'm not, not family friendly, but a bit more mainstream friendly, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Like one of my favorite film or not my favorite film, but a film that I loved as a kid, I, I'd have to revisit it to see if it holds up, but like <laughs> Major Pain with Damian Wayne. Oh yeah. I love that movie. I liked Major Pain. And I was able to watch mm-hmm. that as a kid and it was pretty pretty friendly. Like there are a couple of scenes where Major Pain's like scaring a kid with these war stories about his friends losing his legs and stuff <laughs> and like stabbing someone to death. But like outside of that, the movie is pretty pretty easy to watch. Way easier than this one. But yeah, this is a this is very much a product of the time and I don't know. <laughs> okay, here's here's my beef with the movie, right? I could take everything for what it is, right? Like, I'm not going to go into Godfather expecting fucking Marvel, a Marvel movie, okay? And I'm not going to walk into Norbit expecting Citizen Kane. I could take every movie for what it is. This this is a Nor- this is Norbit. I'm going to watch it like Norbit. Do you know what I mean? And this is a raunchy parody film. Well, there's there's raunchy and then there's just like you're straight up making fun of gay people well you know, you're but, making fun of and, and even well uh, and the thing trends well and the thing about comedy though is like that sometimes comedy is just it is very like you do poke fun at people and groups sometimes you're gonna say jokes that are hurtful to someone or not uh, yeah hurtful and at someone's expense like that's kind of just how it works do you know it doesn't have to though i disagree i think sometimes i think sometimes it's just gonna happen but my whole thing is look man if you're gonna say a joke at someone's expense or at a group's expense or if you're just gonna make a comedy film your shit better be funny do you know what i mean like you better make me laugh and the thing about this movie is i didn't really laugh that much if anything i kind of cringed i cringed a lot and it's it's juvenile humor to a certain extent because i loved this as a kid but now that i'm watching there's just some stuff that a lot of it where i'm just like i'm not laughing like it's just not funny like the whole ray being gay thing like these, there, there, there are moments where it's funny. Like, there's a scene in the locker room where he's, like, slapping all, all the guys' ass. And I thought of the Key and Peele sketch, slap ass. It's surface-level funny, but they keep doing it the whole film. The whole film. They don't do anything with it. Ah, I, yeah, like, the, the joke is he's gay, you know? Yeah. It, it's not, that's not a joke. I think there was other, there was one other joke <laughs> that I thought was funny. When when they're when him and Regina Hall's character are role playing and he's I I did laugh at that scene. I I thought that was and funny. I think I think that it's what makes it funny is the way Regina Hall plays it. Yeah, well you don't. She's like <laughs> you don't. I mean you know we have our ideas of what like role playing is. He's asking her to be a football player, and then it just kind of goes a bit. It goes a little bit ridiculous, which I'm fine with. If you go ridiculous, I'm cool yeah, with he's it. He's like, oh, put put the rest of my jersey on. Is put she, the pads on. Is put, she, put the helmet on. <laughs> Tell you how sexy you look in my jersey. Yes, I like it. Hey, get up, go, go over there. Let me see it. Yes. Yes. 
that. You that, like that? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. You like that? Hey, put this on with it. <laughs> right. You look so freaky. That's right. You know I'm freaky, girl. Go on. Pull it up. Pull it up. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Here, here. Put this on with it. Go on. Sure? Go on, girl, go on. Pull it on. Go on. I like that look. Ooh. I'm bad. Uh, yes. And it, at that point, it's like, well, she belongs out in the field, not in the fucking bedroom. That's funny. <laughs> but outside of that, I can't remember too many moments where I laugh. And they just don't do anything with it. It's not, it's just like, I remember a long time ago, you were talking about the writer of Chernobyl wrote Scary Movie 3, I believe. Um, or you told yeah, me. Yeah, the writer of uh, the writer of Scary Movie 3 and 4 also did Chernobyl. Yeah. Craig Mazin. Yeah. And you told me that he said it was harder to write the scary movie films because they were required to constantly add jokes. Like, it's like you have mm -hmm. to add a joke every minute. You know, you can't stop. The problem with that is yeah. a lot of jokes are going to fall flat. And literally that quote, what you said to me was ringing through my fucking head the entire time. Because I was like, that's all it is. It's a quantity thing. It's not a quality thing. There aren't quality jokes. Or they're, they aren't, they're so far and few between. You know, that Regina Hall role play scene, that's funny. You know, but when Cindy does that bullet time matrix kick, and then she starts doing a river dance midair, like, what the fuck? That's not funny. I wasn't laughing. And this movie mm -hmm. does that so much. And I was just like, I couldn't watch this movie in one sitting. I had to see it in three <laughs> sittings. I just because I just was not laughing, dude. You don't think that jokes should come at some people's expense. I disagree. I mean, you can make jokes at, at people's expense, but the way that this movie does it is mean spirited. Yeah, yes. And it doesn't have to be mean spirited. Yeah, okay. That thing okay, so that's what I'm saying. I agree with that. And it's it's tough to say what is mean spirited or not, right? Like it's a subjective thing. Um, I know some people have don't have barriers when it comes to comedy and everything's a joke and whatnot. And okay, fine. And some people are like, no, there's a line. And some people are like, you shouldn't joke at all. The problem is it all depends Wait, on who says you shouldn't joke at all. <laughs> what? Oh, there are people that just not, nah, you can't joke about, you can't, I don't know. I'm 7 billion people on this planet, man. I'm sure there's one motherfucker out so there. You're just making someone up. <laughs> one person. Or just maybe, making someone up. Or maybe okay. they just like, you can't, you can't say that. Cause you know, and it's like the most, non-consequential thing uh, i don't i don't know it's like it's raining cats and dogs no it's not i don't know but <laughs> i think and you know and whether something is mean-spirited it really depends on the person for me personally it felt a little mean-spirited and the worst part it just wasn't funny man it just i wasn't laughing i felt cringe and i don't know man i mean look sometimes i laugh at shit that i know i shouldn't <laughs> i'm like that's fucked up but it's so funny. It's just the juvenile part of me. But for the bulk of this movie, I was just like, oh, God. I <sighs> I don't know. It was just, it didn't age as well as I had hoped, you know? Which is a shame because I really liked this movie growing up. But now I'm just like, oh. <sighs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Man. And it, I mean, it's just not, it's just not as funny as I remember it being. Do you know what I mean? Most and, things aren't. No, yeah. most things aren't. But like, there's um, but there's still something to appreciate in fi in comedy films that you've already seen that 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 you really like. For example, I watched Scary Movie too, and there are some cringy things in that film as well. 
and there's some ridiculous. It doesn't the ghost rape somebody. Um, there. <sighs> yeah, that scene definitely doesn't hold up. Um, <laughs> Jesus, that's that's a that's a. Yeah, even I was watching, I was like, ugh, this is kind of weird. But, like, there's a scene where, and I know a lot of people quote this scene, where um, you have a hand, you have the caretaker who has kind of a, like, a disfigured arm, right? Uh, and then you have mm-hmm. David Cross, who's in a wheelchair. And you get the impression that they don't like each other. And I'm going to put the scene in, because it's hilarious. <laughs> Excuse me, professor, but your guests have begun to arrive. And supper shall be served shortly. Okay, thanks, handyman. Well, I'm actually the caretaker. Oh, what? What those cool new skates? Now you be careful with those. You don't want to fall and break something. Oh, that's funny. That's real funny. Um, let me give you a hand. Well, that's that's awful kind of you. How about you give me a standing ovation? Why don't you lift me up? Oh, okay. I see where you're going with this one. You look familiar to me. Were you in Stomp? Hey, you can kiss my grits. I think I'll be the bigger man now and walk away. Walk away. Like, that's fucked up. But I laugh every time I see that scene. <laughs> God damn, I fuck it. That shit is so funny. And this, there's no equivalent to this movie. There's only one scene that I genuinely... Well, one scene that I can remember that genuinely made me really, really laugh. And it's because it's so ridiculous. It's the scene where Cindy's is being chased by Ghostface and she's running up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And she's that scene made me laugh too. Yeah, and then she tosses the piano. Or then she tosses her grandma. And then she tosses the piano and the piano hits the grandma. That shit was funny. See, there's it's funny. It's like like classic comedy. Like at first she throws something that's like, yeah, that's what you A should vase. throw. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that piano was these stairs seem really big. What the hell? Yeah. She drops the piano down. Or no, she drops the something else, a bicycle. No, no, she, dro- Which... she drops a bicycle. Then she pushes her grandma. And then yeah. at the very top, she throws a piano. And then the piano hits the grandma. <laughs> and she goes and flying the, away. G- but Ghostface, he sees the piano and then he runs down the stairs. And his the way his arms like move <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> it's like comically like a cartoon character running. Yeah. You know, like force gump running exactly um that was funny and then the and then the piano hits the grandma and the, the grandma before it hits her she gives like the, this huge scream <laughs> oh god that was so funny i was dying That's good. i like that one. that was a, yeah that was a good one um i also liked when they hit the pedestrian and then buffy uh, says shannon elizabeth <laughs> we're we hit a boot and then Greg says, where's the foot? <laughs> Which I think is pr- that's a good one. That's funny. Yeah, that was funny. There was the uh, there was the scene that I thought was it was so random. It was so fucked up. Well, there, you said Regina Hall is your favorite character. My favorite character is Cindy. I like Cindy a lot because uh-huh. Anna Ferris, she's great. Here's what I'll say. Here's yeah. what I'll say positive about the film. The cast gives it 100 percent. They don't. Oh, yeah. They don't half ass this shit. Right. They, maybe the jokes are, but this cast gives it all. I, I don't know if they were. Well, I guess I guess you could say maybe that they're kind of like um, shortcuts. I guess you're just making fun of a group of people for to make everybody else laugh. What do you mean? Like the the Miss Man character, the doofy character. Well, um, oh, the Miss Man, the the teacher, the PE teacher. Yes, <gasps> dude. What the fuck? That 
that seemed doofy and and her or him just pissed me off so much because they yeah ah, dude okay i thought well i was talking about something that i liked about this i want to talk about the things i liked in this movie let's let's go let's go back to that then okay. we'll, we'll talk about that well, later i really like cindy this is anna ferris's like this i think one of her first films and i i applaud her i applauded this cast because they they committed that scene where she's in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and she's running away from Bobby, but like she's wailing her hands. <laughs> Look, super dumb, but I loved it. Ridiculous, but I loved it. The scene where Greg beats up Cindy just comes <laughs> so out of nowhere, but he beats her. And like, it's not like, you know, it's not like it's an actual like beating, beating, you know, not like, yeah. not, it's like a, he's like, rest, he's doing wrestling moves on her. Yeah. And it's funny. And she's just on the ground. Like, it looks like she just ran a mile. Like, she's just winded. She's more winded than hurt. She's like, oh. I thought that was funny. See, I don't mind these movies being yeah. ridiculous and dumb. But sometimes it's just, you're either too random or you're too mean-spirited. And you got to find a middle ground, man. I'm not saying you can't do some edgy jokes. Edgy jokes could be fun. But fuck, man. You got to make sure your shit is tight and funny. Cindy was... I love Cindy. I like the cast in general. I think they were all well-casted. I think the cast holds up kind of everyone playing their part you know what i mean it's it's like they're they're playing that specific trope you know even shorty who yeah he's he's a stereotype marlon waynes commits to it and you know i props for him props to him for that uh i like sherry o'terry oh in this movie yeah uh i liked how she was she's like a reporter and she's talking about how there was a murder at this high school and then there's this kid behind her that's like making all these faces and like getting behind her shot, like mess, you know, like I guess contaminating or corrupting the integrity of her newscaster footage. Yeah. You know? And then she's turned around and shoots him with a gun. Yeah. And then she says, there's been two murders at the high school. <laughs> Nothing ever happens to her because of that. No, I thought that was funny. I didn't think I didn't laugh at that. I, Gail, I didn't really laugh at. I also laughed at her uh, telling the cameraman to hold her gum, and then she just spits it at him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did laugh at that. I did laugh at that. I thought that was funny. Uh, when she's going to talk to Doofy. Here, hold my gum. And he just, like, struggles getting it. You know he dropped it, and then he gave it back to her. Yeah. I, I think there might be more stuff that I thought that was maybe funny, but I can't remember. Which, I just uh, saw this movie. Regina Hall, like, just... Yeah. Being so into the role play, I think. Yeah, she's okay, like, that's I'm bad. <laughs> it's, I laughed when she said that. They do that scene again in the second one where he's like, instead of role playing, they're like, she's talking dirty to him. Like, Ray's like, talk dirty to me. She's like, mm, you're mine. Mm, I'm going to ride you all night long. And he's like, yeah, yeah, keep going. She's like, I'm going to shit on these balls and piss in your face. Jesus Christ. And it, that, I love that scene. That Those two scenes are great. <laughs> And then Ray's just looking at him like, okay, you went too far <laughs> with the shit. Um, look, Regina Hall's great. She she is. Like, her and Cindy are great together. Another, I, I'm not giving Regina Hall enough credit, but, like, I love that scene where, like, Buffy gets out of her dad's car and she's like, man, some people are real fake. Oh, hey, girl. Like, that was funny. Yeah. Um, I did, like, the, when the first time Ghostface attacks her attacks um cindy mm-hmm. she goes upstairs and goes to the computer and i'm like why is she going to the computer and then she just types she types 911 white woman in trouble and then the police come like flying in yeah i did like that too that was i i like that too oh and we mentioned that earlier the dawson's creek joke i don't want to yeah wait. yeah there's a scene when 
Bobby and Cindy are like gonna fool around a little bit and it starts playing that Dawson's Creek song. Do, 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 do. And then Dawson from Dawson's Creek, uh, what's his name? Uh, He's got three names. James, James Vanderbeek. Vanderbeek. <laughs> James James Vanderbeek just like uses a ladder and you see him climb up the window and he's like, oh, wrong set. And then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. I know it sounds like I'm really hating this film. I don't hate this film. I think I'm more disappointed that it didn't hold up as well as I had hoped or imagined it would. There are some funny things in here. I think I just listed all the things I laughed at. Yeah, I think for... Oh, and when the, the Wayne brother... Uh, what's his name? Sean Ray, when he's stabbing Bobby... Because oh, yeah. uh, like in like at the end of Scream, when they have to like make it look like they were attacked by the killer, when he's stabbing Bobby, he's saying TV shows TV shows don't make people crazy. Canceling TV shows makes them crazy. The Wayne Brothers was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because in real life, the Wayans had a show that was canceled. I I, I did laugh at that, you know, but I feel like twenty five percent of it I laughed, fifty percent of it I was like, uh, this isn't funny. The joke's not funny. And 25% I was like, yeah, that did not hold up at all. There's like a shorty outs himself as a rapist. Yeah. Yeah, he does when they're interviewing him and he's like, uh, I forgot what it was, but he's like, yeah, I was with this girl and then the roofies wore off. And then she said, get your tongue out of my, out of my pussy or something like that. No, she's the roofies wore off. And then she started talking about pressing charges. So I took my tongue out of my, out of her ass. And ran and never saw her again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, oh, you guys just did that. Okay. Not funny. Um, <laughs> I, it's, I, there's yeah. no reason for it. They take that Ray gay storyline and they just run it to the ground. Like, they beat that poor joke. And there's nothing left. Every single scene. Every like, single scene. I'm not joking. Every single scene. Every single scene. And I'm just like... You are you are saying doing nothing funny, and it is getting boring. <sighs> just God, my head's hurting. Uh, then there's Doofy, who's <gasps> I think we've talked a little bit about him. Uh, yeah, no, we, no, let's go into Doofy because Jesus Christ, he that's he's one of the things that pissed me off the most about this movie. They make him well. Why why are you upset at him? Oh, I I just think it's really like, uh. I've worked with with uh, kids in special education, you know, um, and to to see like, first of all, this actor doesn't have like an intellectual disability, so he's like doing an um, pretending that he has one, right? Mm-hmm. Which has been done in movies before, but this one it's done uh, to laugh at him. You know, you wouldn't laugh at a special ed kid in school, right? If you did that, you know, it's just and. In this movie, he's doing things to make you laugh. You know, like his hand smells like like poo. Uh, so he sticks his finger in people's faces and they're like, what the fuck? This smells like shit. You know, it's done for laughs. Gail, so Gail puts like, it in their mouth. Yeah. And it, it just feels really mean spirited. Yeah. And I those kids, they know that they're different. You know, they, they know. Yeah. They might not seem like they know, but they do. Mm-hmm. So to see something like this is just like, it just feels it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Oh god. Uh, like Gale. But like it's it's in poor taste. Guess what I just did with those hookers we busted? No way. All the way, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. Watch this, watch this. Doofy! Yeah. Come on. Come on. Okay. 
<laughs> Special Officer Doofy reporting. Hey, Doofy, smell my fingers. <laughs> What's that? That's when you know you become a man, Doofy. <laughs> hey, Terry, smell my fingers. Oh, what the hell is that? <laughs> my ass. Get the hell out of here, Doofy. Doofy, Mom said get home now. Tell Mom I'm on official police business. Cindy, you okay? Hey, 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 no talking to the witness. Go get in the car, Doofy. She's coming with us. Does Mom know? Yeah, Doofus. Mom says when I wear this badge, you're supposed to treat me like a man of the law. Yeah, well, Mom also said for you to stop sticking your dick in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> no, you're you're right. right. And there was a there was a video that was talking about like, cause com look, comedians have a tough job, cause you know you're writing jokes and you're not sure how it's gonna hit, how it's gonna land, and you know you maybe you say a joke and your intention is one thing but maybe someone perceives it in a different way right that's not your fault you intended it for a certain way but some people perceive it in a different way right ricky gervais was like really what what matters in a joke is the intention what's the intention of the joke right and i agree with that mm -hmm. you know i i do agree with that there are some jokes that are raunchy that are meant to be offensive that are meant to call things out but if but if that's the intention you know it then you know that's part of the joke it look man comedy writing is hard as fuck and and mm -hmm. I, I respect anyone who does it even if it's not great hey I, I still respect the way in brothers right i still do and i don't think they're homophobic i i, I mean i i can only say this because i've never met them i don't think they really are homophobic i don't think they're racist i don't think they think that people with intellectual disabilities are funny like you know what i mean i don't think that they look mm -hmm. at someone someone with those disabilities and laugh at them i don't think that's the case i think what they fail to look at sometimes with these jokes is the unintended consequences of it right because intention is yes they're parroting these films okay that's the intention i got that but another thing you have to look at are the unintended consequences of it which i don't think a lot of comedians really think about too much do you know what i mean or they get mad when you tell them to think about yeah. it yeah and i'm like okay look i get that you're parroting these films but don't you think that maybe making Doofy a little too reliant on that disability kind of makes people like him a target? Do you know? Because look, man. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet you. I'm willing to bet anyone money on this. That when this movie came out back in 2000, right? And a bunch of bros got together and watched it, right? And then went back to high school or college or middle school, you know, when they saw it in rental. They saw there was a kid that had a mental disability there, and I guarantee you they called him Doofy. Absolutely. And maybe maybe that kid hadn't seen the movie. Maybe they did, and they heard about it. Or maybe that kid just, was just a goddamn uh, a vest for all these people shooting this joke at them. Doofy, 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 Doofus. And, and I'm like, I don't think you guys are really thinking about it that much. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think a lot of comedians do. And look, man, I get it. So, look man sometimes comedians need a little bit of leeway to make some jokes and maybe to make some raunchy jokes or something hey maybe they need that leeway i'm fine with giving it that to them poor doofy is made of fucking laughing stock and i can't help but think of all the kids that got teased about about with this movie who man. are intellectually disabled and i just it, it feels mean-spirited i didn't really laugh sorry fucking doofy no. doofy got on my nerves man. on top of being being spirited they do the stupidest shit with doofy which is revealing that he's the killer which got all my under my skin so <laughs> that was the final nail in the coffin where i was like wow okay i hate this ending 
There are moments I like in this movie. I hate this ending because they just pull that shit out their butt. I know we're talking about butts, but they did. So it's like, oh, so it was doofy all along. It was doofy all along. But like, it made no sense. <laughs> was he, he was working with Gail. That's the reveal that he was working with Gail, that he's been faking these disabilities. And I'm like, wait, so Buffy and Doofy are related. We're supposed to believe that they were raised in the same household. They live together. And he's just been faking this since his birth. And the only reason they did that was so they could parody the usual suspects. That's the only reason. The only reason they did that. And I was like. Yep. The Usual Suspects was a very popular movie. Usual Suspects, big film, super big, super cool twist ending. It made no fucking sense here, though. It made none. No. So from birth, this this man just decided that he's going to pretend to have a mental disability. And at one point, he's just going to... What What was the goal? What was happening? And that kind of goes to a bigger problem that I have with this film. I mean, some of the jokes aren't funny. The reason they are fun, they're not funny is because they're not constructed in a way that services the story. It's just meant to reference movies, right? It's a quantity thing, but it's also like, how many movies can we reference? And what's funny about it? We can reference usual suspects. Oh, what if it's doofy? Why? It doesn't make, it doesn't fucking matter. It's the end of the movie. Who gives a shit? And I get, and I guess in a weird way, you could say, well, that's, it's parroting that idea in horror films that like, there's just a twist ending that's so random that it doesn't really make any sense. Okay. So is shitty writing an excuse for shitty writing? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, like a lot of this movie doesn't make any sense. Like Gail kills somebody on camera and nothing happens to her. Yeah. I, and again, I. But you didn't think that was funny either. I so maybe. I mean, look, I don't I don't mind that stuff are ridiculous or that some random stuff happens, but just make it feel cohesive or at least make sure that it's really yeah. funny. I mean, look, you thought that you thought it was funny. So maybe maybe at that point I was just wasn't into it. But like the doofy thing wasn't funny and the reveal at the end didn't wasn't satisfying or wasn't really funny. It was just like, oh, you're referencing the usual suspect, a way better film. But yeah, no, this this movie just seems like it's a hodgepodge of references and jokes and they're just not funny, dude. And I watched Scary Movie 2. And that movie's still funny to me. So, you know, before people are like, well, he's just, he doesn't know what he's talking about. All right, fine. Maybe I don't. But at that point, I say, you go watch it. And you, if you think it's funny, great. But get off my back about that shit, man. I just, ugh. Three sittings, man. Three sittings. Fucking Mulholland Drive is two hours and 30 minutes. Velvet Goldmine is two hours, 30 minutes. Also, that movie, Velvet Goldmine came out in 98. Two years before Uh, this And... Two years before this one. And that was the movie that treated its uh, queer characters like actual people. And and remember, and, not- <laughs> and remember, I, f- I watched Velvet Goldmine in one sitting. It's a lot longer. It's almost an hour longer than this movie. And I said that movie really wasn't like wasn't in my wheelhouse. Like there was mm-hmm. really nothing about that movie that was like, oh, this speaks to this kind of person. Do you know what I mean? Music, yeah. biopic historical or like history fucking britain in set in britain i don't know anything about britain culture right i love mm. that movie and yeah. this movie was almost designed for me and I just, <laughs> three sittings man god damn i finished scary yeah. movie too i finished scary movie too i finished it in one sitting so mm-hmm. i feel like I'm, I'm i feel like i'm spending a lot of this episode just justifying like just trying to let people know why letting people know that Hey, I didn't like this movie. Um, even though, and that's because this movie is, is offensive. Even though and I'm the last person to say that. 
don't know. It just, it definitely passes on that mean-spirited part. And you know what? Maybe there was a part of me a long time ago that really liked mean-spirited jokes. Like, maybe I really, really got off on it. But Yeah, that- I think there's a certain kind of, like, it's taboo almost, some of the things that they're saying. So it feels like you're seeing something you shouldn't be seeing, especially if you're like a teenager. Yeah. I think that was part of it. I think like this shock, shock oh humor was a huge thing. We, we didn't even talk about um, the, the, the PE teacher. And Oh, uh, yes. Miss Man. The joke is she is maybe a man pretending to be a woman I, so that he can see the girls change. Yes. I That was the impression that I got. But then his balls are hanging out. Yeah. That's. She's in that, or he, she's in that one scene. Okay, I mean, it's because mm-hmm. that's her name. I I don't know, but they're in that scene. They're o- they're only in two scenes in the locker room, and in in uh, when Cindy's talking talking to them in the office. That's it. That yeah. th- they have no contribution or anything to the actual story. Instead of you know maybe finding an interesting way to incorporate a character like that into the film, or I I don't know. It's just I don't get it. And it's just it, the joke is you're seeing testicles. That's the joke. You, balls are yeah. look, man. I'm gonna say it. Balls are funny to look at. Balls are weird. But even I was mm. like, this is so random. This doesn't make any sense. Like it's also like straight out of the uh, turf propaganda book. You know? Yeah. The, okay, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if I. I don't think they were. I mean, well, that I mean, that's why we do this podcast. You know, to see how something's aged and stuff. Because maybe back then they didn't really think about transgender people. Uh, but now... As people? Um? They didn't really think of transgender people as people. Yes. And now we are talking about it. Now it is something that is actively being spoken about on a daily basis. In the news and stuff. And, you know, I don't think the Wayne brothers really meant it that way. But, you know, you know, history happens. Real life happens. And... You know, these new stories kind of affect how we see older stuff. And it did kind of affect how I saw that. Um, I don't again, I don't think that was a necessarily uh, that was a dig at transgender people. I, I don't think so. It didn't feel that way. It might have been. I don't know. Mm, but I don't know. It, it, I mean, <laughs> I it could it, be. I think it was. I mean, they are mean spirited towards a lot of other people. So I'm like, eh, there is there is a chance. But it was just random. And I was like, what's the yeah. joke that I'm, I'm seeing balls like, OK, maybe 10 or however the fuck I old I was seven years old, maybe eight, 10. I don't know how I saw, <laughs> old I saw this movie. Fucking I don't know. Uh, maybe I thought it was funny then because whole, whole balls, you know, but I don't I don't think that's funny anymore. OK, yeah. I, God, I imagine imagine being a guy that just thinks balls are hilarious, even though you're still a grown person like. What's funny about it? Just... Uh, this movie made two hundred and seventy-eight million at the box office. So a lot of people thought. It, I mean, look, a lot. Of people, <laughs> a lot of people thought this movie was funny. And hey, look, look. I'm not saying no, nah, man. I knew deep down. No, I fucking laughed at this. I thought this was the funniest shit. That's why I'm super disappointed right now. And again, it's a product of its time. So yeah, this movie was hugely successful. I don't even think yeah Miramax imagined it would be this successful. It's. I mean, it spawned four sequels there weren't plans to make a sequel that was the thing like even bob weinstein was like our tagline is no shame no mercy no sequel yeah no mercy no shame no sequel and then for the sequel scary movie 2 the tagline is we lied okay yeah like okay they they didn't plan to make it but it was so successful that they had to 
Yeah, they made uh, what four sequels? Four sequels. Scary Movie two through five, and then there was all of those uh, epic movie superhero movie date movie. D- yeah, date movie. movie the Spartans, the uh, Fast and the... Furious spin uh parody. There were a ton. Uh, not another teen movie, which I do like that one. <laughs> I've never seen it, but um, uh, a lot of a lot of them, but. The Wayan brothers, even though they wrote and starred in this movie, were not a part of them after two. Yes, they weren't. Do you know why? I believe they were ousted by Miramax. Yes, by the Weinsteins. That Marlon Wayans says it was them that took it away from their family. Yeah. <laughs> he said on a, I think it was on a podcast or something. He said that they could probably sue them because they think that they're owed a lot of money from Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein, yeah. which is a shame because I'm I, again I like these guys, but man, like you know Wayne Wayne the Wayne shows got canceled, um, and they were ousted from the third one, and they said we had a great idea for the third one, and they kind of based they apparently they used um their idea to make the third one, wow. um, but but another thing too was that one of the Wayne brothers, I think Marlon said that he he wasn't a fan of the scary movie too. He said that it was horrible. And the only reason he felt that way was because it was rushed. Miramax saw mm-hmm. that this film was super successful. So they were like, we need another one. We need it now. So they didn't give the Waynes enough time to, you know, really, really sit down and 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 write a good script. Which actually, I might be the one person to say this, but I'm actually happy that happened. Because I prefer the second one. <laughs> but, um, yeah, which is sad. It's sad because, look, man, even even if I don't think this movie held up, it clearly made them a lot of money. It resonated with a lot of people. You know, you say scary movie, people aren't going to be like, what's scary movie? They're going to say, oh, yeah, scary movie. To to be at the very beginning of a franchise like that and then to get ousted like that, it's like, fuck, dude, that's a low blow, man. Yeah, especially since they wrote the thing. Yeah. You know, they, they wrote the thing and pitched it to Miramax. Which is weird because it's... when... so. Miramax bought this film when it wasn't even finished. So, okay, there were two parody films being written. One by the Wayne Brothers. Independent of each other. Independent. They had nothing to do with each other. One of them was by the by the Wayne Brothers, which had a really stupid title back then. I mean, the Waynes are known for their crazy titles. I mean, they 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 made the film Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. <laughs> that was that was and that's a film. That's a film. Um, I think the original title for this was um, last summer I screamed before because Friday the 13th fell on Halloween, uh, which is a crazy, crazy title. Thank God they went with scary movie. But another independent project was being made by what's their face? What's their name? Um, uh, By Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer. Yes. Uh, who would go on to take over the franchise. <laughs> It's funny how things work out. Yeah. Well, so so basically, just to clarify, um, there were two parody films being written, one by the Waynes and one by the other guys, Seltzer, Seltzer Water, I guess we'll call them that. Oh, my God. And Friedberg and Seltzer. Friedberg, right. Friedberg and Seltzer. Um, they mm-hmm. they took the reins from the Waynes brothers. So what's interesting is Miramax bought both of these scripts and they said, okay, we're going to kind of try to combine them. We're going to try to take the best parts of each and just put them into one. And they let the Wayans, they put the Wayans at the helm of that. Said, okay, you're in charge. You do what you got to do, which is pretty great. And then they ousted the Wayans. And then they brought in the guys who wrote the other script and they put them in. Do you remember the title of that one? Ah, what? 
what's it called it's a shriek i know what you did last halloween yeah or last friday the 13th that's the title and after for the fifth one which was released i think in 2013 or something they asked the waynes to come back (laughs) and they said hell no but you know what good on them fuck them yeah i do i'm not crazy about this movie but i do kind of respect it in a weird way i i like that it turned anna ferris and uh, regina hall into like stars yeah you know i i think that regina hall has made some been a part of some really cool projects uh since then there's this thing on uh on youtube a channel called fast company and and she talks about all of her iconic roles from scary movie to girls trip and she kind of attributes like the rest of her career because of her playing brenda in scary movie yeah you know and she said i think she says somewhere like you know if it wasn't for scary movie maybe be talking to a different actress right now mm-hmm. so you know like I, it, it's really hard to watch it's i don't really like it uh watching it in 2021 but because it was made it gave us regina hall yes so i'm and i'm not upset about that i think she's great it gave us anna ferris she's great too mm-hmm. i think they're both great yeah and, and anna ferris didn't have an agent i don't even i think she went on record and saying that she didn't have a headshot so they really gave an unknown actress like almost the lead right and she did a good job yeah. and now she has a fruitful career and i'm like okay that's we got anna ferris like we got regina hall we got more of the weigh-ins right like is that really the worst thing no it's and look this movie was kind of an anomaly like people i, I people were like what like how it was funny because i think they they quoted weinstein i think bob weinstein uh they were qu- like um here's a quote from them Scary movie topped the box office its opening weekend, racking in $42 million, a then-record for an R-rated movie that surpassed even the Scream movies and more than doubled its own $19 million budget. It would go on to gross $157 million, breaking the record for a film by an African-American director and launch four equally raunchy sequels, three of which starred Ferris and Hall. It was funny because I mean, you read these... Uh, it's great because you read some of these responses and it's like Fer- what Ferris said. I owe everything to that movie. After the premiere, I flew back to Washington State and saw the movie in a strip mall with my parents, and it was sold out. I couldn't believe it. Carmen Electra said, I had no idea it was going to do so well. I got tickets to see the movie in a theater, and I sat in the back with a real audience, and I remember after my scene, everyone cheered. It was the coolest thing ever. To this day, I don't think I've ever seen a movie where that happened. Well, maybe Star Wars. Weinstein was quoted saying, other studios were looking at the box office results and just said, what just happened? It was like winning the Super Bowl. Just the most unbelievable thing. It was uh, by Keenan, the director. It was a really, really great feeling. For, for me, it was sort of redemption after having to move on from In Living Color. Hall. It was huge to have an African-American director open an R-rated comedy that was that was that big. It broke the ceiling for what was possible. It was a movie that was really diversely cast and we saw young audiences gravitate towards that. It wasn't a white film, it wasn't just a it wasn't a black film. It was just oh, Brenda's black and Cindy's white. It was just a movie. So they're all talking about the experience very positively and they you know, the success of it really made them feel happy and really opened a lot of doors and I'm like does this movie hold up? No. But am I kind of happy it succeeded for the creators? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not Harvey Weinstein. Fuck them. But for the Wayne brothers, for Anna, for Regina, you know, I'm all right. You know, 
I don't know, man. I don't want to be a complete Grinch. So I'm... You're not being a Grinch. I don't know. It feels that way. But I wanted to end on that kind of on those kind of quotes <laughs> just because I, I personally feel like that made me feel a lot better, you know, because I just wasn't crazy about the movie. But, you know, I'm happy they were happy and I'm happy that for a while they had a chance to work on this successful franchise that it means to a lot of it means a lot to a lot of people. So I think the the things that I said before are the only times I laughed at this movie. Yeah. Most of it was an unenjoyable experience. And I I don't think that that makes me too sensitive. You know, I feel like I'm appropriately sensitive. Yeah, fair, fair enough, man. I mean, look, hey, it got under my skin, too. So I think you're onto something. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that there's like a bunch of people out there who think comedy is dead and freedom of speech is dead. I saw it all over Twitter when that Dave Chappelle special Ooh, dropped. Yeah. And I, I was like, I read some of the things that he said and like, yeah, this is kind of bad. This is in bad taste. And I don't know. It's it's kind of weird that we we can look at this movie and say like, yeah, this this hasn't held up. But then, you know, go on the Internet and see that people are still making these jokes and people are still defending them and laughing at them. So I don't know. Maybe this movie is held up better than we think it has, which is not a very good uh, feeling to have, I think. It, I don't know, man. I haven't seen the closer. <laughs> I haven't seen the thing with Dave Chappelle, and I love Dave Chappelle, man. I love Dave Chappelle, and I have gone back to watch some of his sketches, and they are still funny. Um, that I haven't seen the closer thing. I don't know what he says. I think you could think that someone's not funny, that someone crossed the line, and you don't have to say, "Well, you're being a sensitive bitch," or "You're a pussy," or "Or free speech is dead." It's like, really. It, it's it's gray and there's like there's levels and some shit's funny some offensive shit is funny and some offensive shit's not and we just have to kind of you know try to find our own and try to figure it out but jesus christ man you can't fuck that that's how it feels nowadays you can't say or do anything without offending someone inherently they're offending their their moral standing. Oh, all comedy's funny. We should laugh at everything. Oh, you can't laugh at anything, or oh, you can't talk about anything. Come on, man. Jesus Christ, grow the, grow the fuck up. You're just acting like a bunch yeah. of children. Fuck me, man. I just it upsets me so much. And, and this movie—that's the thing that a lot of people are struggling to to deal with. I think is like grow up and mature. You know, like you can change. It's it's part of life. Like we're evolving and understanding more about ourselves and more about the people that we share this world with and we don't have to be stuck in our old ways and cling to it and violently defend it you know yeah it's like it's it's almost like you say something and someone calls you out and instead of just like maybe backtracking a little bit you're just like no i'm a double down on this why what, what's why you know i, I don't know man it's just it just it just it just doesn't feel like nobody can back down from a car like you know or just like everything's like a everything has to turn into a debate and nobody can just say well this isn't funny and that's that you know because i'm sure some people are gonna think that scary movie holds up they're gonna disagree with us and hey that's fine if you think so great i'm willing to bet a lot of people haven't gone back to rewatch this movie though yeah i don't i don't think so because i not a good one <laughs> yeah that kind of goes into my quote uh the, the one i've chosen for this movie which is kind of appropriate um, I feel like this quote suits me and how I feel about this and the conversation we just had. 
it's um it's it's during the classroom in the very beginning you have the teacher who's like breastfeeding the baby for some reason which is a random joke i don't get that that teacher never comes back again she's just breastfeeding the baby and there's a character there's an annoying character which they don't do anything with her remember heather yes they don't do anything with heather she she's set up but she's never paid off oh she gets killed at lover's lane i guess that's no that's payoff. not heather yeah it is was it yeah, Pfft, I couldn't fucking tell. All right, <laughs> it took you three sittings to watch this movie. I, I was paying attention. Well, basically, the 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 scene is Heather's like the First Amendment gives us the right to say what we want, and the teacher says, "Oh, shut the fuck up." That's how I feel. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, shut the fuck yeah, up. A lot of a lot of people, it it doesn't give you the the freedom to if you say something and I'm upset about it, like that's. Or in someone gets if you, I th- I think the freedom of speech argument is really weak because people are just reacting to what the speech was. You know, you can't really fault someone for reacting emotionally to something that somebody said. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Like why are you why are you mad that I didn't think your joke was funny? I really just want to like I like I like to those people. I was like I wish I knew what triggered you, like what really upset you, and just like vomit all those things at you and i'd like to see how you'd react because i don't think you'd like it yeah and maybe 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 you'd understand how that how people feel when you say some stuff like that that's called empathy children mm-hmm. but you know. it's a skill that is a frightening amount of people don't have it yeah <sighs> but uh my quote um it comes from the movie the movie scene when Regina's talking during the movie and people are stabbing her. And there's one moment when I guess like a, I don't, I was confused by who was stabbing her. Cause there's, there's a part where uh, like an alternative punk girls, they stab her for talking during Thelma and Louise. So I guess that's the audience for Thelma and Louise. <laughs> um, and then another one stabs her for talking during like a Jackie Chan movie, and he's like a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, and then another one, I think like a ranger stabs her. And he says, this is for talking during the fugitive. <laughs> and for a moment, I was like, I love the fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fugitive. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh with uh, with Harrison Ford, so right? Funny Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. I I do know because you've quoted it a lot. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> you <always laughs> said that shit. Uh, I love that movie so yeah. much. I was taken to a happy place in that moment. <laughs> yeah, guys. Sorry to end this episode on a downer. I mean, look, the comedy and kind of. The comedy's in a weird place right now. You know, I don't know where you... I don't think it is. I mean, in terms of just the discourse, right? Because it really seems like you have two people... Like, there are two sides. And, it, it, you know, it... What's allowed and what isn't? Who know? I, I don't know what I... I have my own opinions. Obviously, people, it feels like half the world disagrees with me and half the world agrees with me. That's that, And that's what I mean by weird. It's just, you know... um, It's like everything else. We can't agree on anything. So, this... And we kind of touched on it a little bit at this episode. Look, man, if you like this movie and you think it's held up, then please, yeah, let us know. Maybe we might have missed something. Maybe there's looking at it from another angle that I'm not seeing. Let us know. I don't like ending episodes on a downer like this. I think this might be the the the, the downest I've been, I think. 
Yeah. Um, Especially since you're like, oh, let's do a comedy. Yeah. Something lighthearted, something we wouldn't have to think about. Exactly. After Mulholland Drive. God, I ended Mulholland Drive on a way happier note. Yeah. And that that movie is. That movie is sad. That movie is (laughs) arguably way more depressing than this one. But I will feel better soon. Do you want to know why? Why? Because on the next episode, we're going to be talking about The Descent. Ooh. And it's one of my favorite fucking horror films. It might be one of my favorite films. This movie is and is so good. And I know you haven't seen it. And I hate having to constantly do do talk about movies on this podcast that you haven't seen that I have. But Austin, this is going to be worth it. It's so good. I know you're going to love this movie. Now, how much? I don't know. But I think you're going to like it. And I'm super excited. I'm excited. I'm feeling better just thinking about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So, if you think we were on a downer episode, if you don't agree with us, obviously let us know. We love getting your feedback. But also, be excited for next episode, because next episode is going to be a banger. I can feel it. Mm. So excited. Me too. So, Austin, where can they find us? You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Retrograde underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook, Retrograde Podcast. And we are going to, oh, we have a YouTube. It's Retrograde Podcast. We post our videos that we post on our socials there. And some of our, like, more longer form videos as well. Uh, Check out my Willy Wonka conspiracy theory that I explained to to George. Which I wasn't Uh, convinced at first, but it kind of made sense. You you really didn't sound crazy. I had had to cut the video together and present it to you. Yeah. I, I gave it a thumbs up. I was like, this is pretty great. <laughs> this is pretty, pretty good. And then you did that thing with the uh, drive. Yeah. Uh, how they shot the, the driving sequences. Yeah. I, that was cool. I, I really like those two videos. I think we could probably start doing some of those in the future. Because those are pretty good oh, in-depth yeah. kind of things that like, you know, if you rewatch the, if you watch that and then rewatch the film, it really does change the experience, even slightly. Especially the Willy Wonka one. Yeah, I think I'm going to do one for the cowboy in Mulholland Drive. Mm, yeah, I th- that would be pretty good. That's a very it's a, what's great is, you know, Willy Wonka. You made this one about Willy Wonka and it's a theory and it makes a lot of sense. Um, Mulholland Drive's kind of like that. It, re- it has a lot of yeah. room for a lot of theories. And I think we came up with a pretty good one for Mulholland Drive or, you know, yeah, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's the right answer for me. It is. And David Lynch is okay with that. Yeah. As long as he doesn't come over and say, hey, this is wrong. That would suck. That would suck. But he wouldn't do that. <laughs> he wouldn't do that, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's all for this episode. I believe the next episode is going to come out Halloween Day, right? Uh, on Sunday. Yes. Oh, yeah. We got to get to work. Wait, I'll edit oh, wait. that one. Mm, no. <gasps> I think we're off. Oh no no we're doing an we're doing a special we're doing a special yes, yes okay okay because it's every normally new- we're every other Sunday but since it's Halloween we gotta come up with the episode on Halloween we got to you know? especially with Halloween being on Sunday we got to mm-hmm. this has to happen yep so all right thank you very much guys for listening we appreciate you we will see you in one week bye bye. <laughs>